1: Shop now in store or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
2: Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? We welcome you in to the NFL Fantasy Live Podcast. James, go here with you. Full cast of characters. We got the magical beard of fantasy, Matt Franciscovich. What's up? Hey, James, I'm here.
3: You're Look, here. Looking at some playoffs. And looking potentially. at potentially,
2: are you looking at some numbers? Yeah,
3: actually, they're in front of me right oh, okay, now. Okay, good, perfect.
2: Yeah. Uh, you uh, are dressed as always in your uh, in your flannel gear, yep. which is uh, apparently uh, hipster uniform now.
4: So. On brand. On brand. <laughs> That's good. We got
2: the whiskey from Wisconsin, Alex Galhar, What's up? Yo,
4: ready for another exciting show, guys? Stretch, and stretch, run here.
2: Stretch run, man. It's oh my gosh. There's one month left. There is one month left. It's wild. There is four weeks. That's it. And really, if you really think about it, there's about three.
4: About three in, in most fantasy leagues. Right. I have a league where we play Week 17 just for total points. Oh, okay. Because, uh, you know. That's interesting. We give out some kudos to oh. uh total points Good. champion as well. Kudos Handshakes. are nice. Bragging rights are Bragging something rights. you want to
2: play. Yep, exactly. MG, my guy Marcus Grant, what's up? <laughs> I need a nap.
0: <laughs> what a rousing start to the
2: podcast. Like, I, just, I just I just want a nap, <laughs> man. <laughs> As you could tell, listeners, it is week 13 in the NFL season. We're getting worn down over here, baby. Uh, We got West Virginia's finest, the wide receiver prognosticator himself, Matt
5: Harmon. What's cracking? What's up, James? I am also here. Oh, boy. Also present. Also present. Oh, wow. What a I'm in that point of the season where people ask, and nobody nobody really wants to hear us complain about our job. Sure. And we're not complaining about our job, Just I just mere, want to mere, Merely the existing existing on the planet aspect of it. Um, but I'm at the point of the season where people <laughs> ask me, like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, I'm surviving. I'm here. Oh, man. Which is a good start. Okay. This is what happens when you look at too many numbers for it too is, long. Uh, this it's is a exactly slog of looking at numbers.
4: Oh boy! Well, like you said, Harmon, I I was thinking this last night. I was was laying in bed watching some Game Pass while you were watching Westworld because I'm not caught up on it. So that yeah. was that was the exciting end of my night. But I was like, it's like, man, I still really do enjoy watching football. But I was like, I don't want to think about this. That's the fantasy thing. anymore. Yeah, <laughs> <But, laughs> right. Yeah. I was I was thinking
5: like, and this is a like really actually an, a productive discussion to to probably have, but not on this venue. But like, I was watching college football on Saturday. Okay. And just I, I get I get this feeling all the time when I watch college football when I'm like, wow, I'm like really in tune with like the feel of the game. Yeah. And like the way the players are like interacting with each other on the field and like actually enjoying watching the flow of the game. Not like, oh boy, what is this player doing? Who's here? And like. How sometimes, come, sometimes how come this guy's
1: not on the field right now? Right. Or having why people having people you throwing it
5: to this guy. Right, like and that is just <laughs> it's just a completely unappealing way to watch uh, football. Like watching a game like midway through the third quarter and be like, Why haven't they thrown to this guy yet? It's like, that's just so disgusting of a way to watch What are you talking football. about? Tilting on targets? No, that's that's I, totally I, the way to I watch completely football. disagree. That is it's an <laughs> awful way to watch a uh, watch watch an event that you have literally zero percent control over. That's true. There is. That. I just. I'm just here to be entertained. But you know what though? I will say this.
2: It's not like you're watching Akron versus Ohio University. You know what I'm saying? You're watching the big matchups. And if you did that for uh, NFL football, like you only watched true Seahawks Panthers, or you only watch Seahawks, you know Green Bay, you'd get fired. <laughs> Don't up. say Seahawks Panthers. Are you last night? Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you? No Are no you? no.
1: I, Are you denigrating Mackson? Uh, I am, wow.
2: unfortunately. I know Western Michigan well, having a great season. But, uh, yeah. Uh, but <laughs> so, row row the, the boat. Mrs. Mrs. Wha- franchise. Uh, keep Western your oar kid. in the West, water. West what are you if
3: you keep your oar in the water, you'll be just fine.
2: Literally, what the F are you talking about? <laughs> it's the team slogan. <laughs> Haven't you
3: seen
5: the coach? <laughs> it's the team slogan. Wait, is that really it? If you just keep your oar in the water? The t- he,
3: after they beat Ohio the other night, I think, what was it, Friday night? Uh-huh. Um. Yeah, he, he the coach did an interview keep at the end of the game and it was like, water? you know, I've been telling the guys they just got to keep their oar in the water and keep rowing the boat. And row the boat is like Western Michigan's slogan for the year. Like we're a team, we all got to keep pushing forward. Well, right. Yeah, oh, just dude, apparently it
4: goes back to even 2013. The coach explains his row the boat mantra. Yeah, he I, t- t- I guess clear. he took
3: over the team like three years ago and they were one and eleven or something and they went undefeated this year and they're in the Cotton Bowl now against Wisconsin. Wisconsin? Yeah. Yeah, aren't, Wisconsin. Wait, wait, so, wait,
1: western Michigan isn't the Cotton Bowl? Yes. Yeah. Yes. are they the, aren't they the Broncos or something? Yes,
3: the Broncos. What's so wrote, so row the boat, yeah, dude. I don't know. No, it's just <laughs> a slogan
5: he came up with.
1: <laughs> I feel it like worked.
3: Those,
5: those much like us, yes. those coaches have just got to talk so much and come up with things <laughs> to say that sometimes you land on something you're like, "Well, that worked." I'm hey, gonna it. keep
4: on saying that hey, hey man, Credit to him, it worked. So not to leave everybody hanging, yes. I'm just gonna read his explanation from it from 2013, okay. and then we'll bury this and we'll move on to the actual fantasy show. I don't yes. know. I'm
5: having fun. I said don't know. row the boat.
4: Yeah. Row the boat is a method of how our whole pro- program will fit together. It's also saying it has such a simple meaning, but there's so much behind it, in terms of a way for the whole community, the whole faculty, administration, players, and student body can rally behind something greater than itself. Row the boat.
2: Row the boat. Keep keep your oar in the water. By the way, keep your oar in the water (laughs) sounds exactly like Corpo speak.
4: Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally. Staying
3: in your own swim well, lane. Well,
4: honestly, like, coaches and, like, heads of corporation are That's kind fair. of one and the same. Like, I mean, coaches oh, kind of run. Wow, we need to talk about fantasy. <laughs> way off the rails.
2: Big time fantasy show in front of us here today. We're not going to just <laughs> use Corpo speak. Uh, we're going to talk about three players who have had Recent success, we'll talk about whether they're 100% back or not. Jordy Nelson, Thomas Rawls, Ladarius Green, do we believe uh, in their playoff run. All right, we'll talk about the waiver wire. Of course, we're going to talk about who was good, who was bad on Sunday. We'll get you your daily daps as well. Maybe talk about some playoff strategies if we have time as well. Uh, But as always, we start the show with your top headlines.
5: The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news.
1: Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Whistles though. Whee!
0: I like cuddles. We continue to follow breaking news. Watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to have your kids, have your wife.
5: Why the giggling, <laughs> bad heart? <night. laughs> I just. I just, of course you know I just pulled the rundown. Oh, of course. Uh, And I just saw what franchise commented on your daily day.
4: Oh, Oh, that was me, actually. Oh, I (laughs) No,
5: and then it was me.
4: Oh, you commented something else? Uh, Yes. (laughs) And I just... We will get to that.
5: We will
2: get to that shortly. All right, let's start in Seattle. Earl Thomas <laughs> broke a bone in his lower leg. He's out indefinitely. Doctors tell me if it's indeed a broken tibia, as was initially reported. They tell you. They tell you. Well, doctors that I spoke with. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, <laughs> your doctor, don't, your don't forget
5: right. he has about thirty five doctor <laughs> friends. Oh, I didn't know that. I,
2: the okay. number of doctor oh, friends goes no, up I wasn't
5: there. sure if you <laughs> were serious
2: or not. Doctors that I spoke with said he'll be out four to five. Will you guys calm down? Nope. Uh, he'll be out four to five months before he can resume football activities. He may need to have a titanium rod inserted into his leg as well, uh, which could actually help speed up the uh, the recovery process. So I uh, saw a tweet from the Ringers' Danny Kelly pointing out that, according to Football Outsiders, the Seahawks are twice as good as any other team against deep middle passes, which is where, of course, Earl Thomas roams. Uh, we will ignore his – Hasty retirement tweet. Uh, I don't think that's going to hold up, but we'll see. He's 27 years old, by the way, so uh, I think he's got plenty of football. left. That just felt really emotional. In yeah, the man. Moment. So I know, I know, people are making a big deal out of it, but come on.
5: Man. It felt like not the time to have a phone.
2: <laughs> it's like, hey, Earl. Hey, chill, bruh. Just you know, let's uh, let's put some ice on that leg, brother. And uh, here's a here's a coke. Have a smile. Just chill out. Ew, <laughs> why would you want to drink a
5: coke? Diet. Uh, oh, okay. Even worse.
2: Uh, look, they play the Packers. In Lambeau in Week 14, I'll ask you guys this: Who benefits? Jared Cook.
4: <laughs> the, oh. I mean, the whole passing at Packers attack stands <laughs> yeah. to benefit a little bit. Earl Thomas has like the best range of any safety in the NFL. Like mm-hmm. they play that cover three in Seattle, and he's able to close down sideline routes like nobody else can. So losing that type of player there is is a big net loss for this this uh, the secondary. And the fact that they have to go on the road, I mean, you we're probably going to still start members of the Packers passing attack anyways because they've been flying so high of late, but mm-hmm. you just feel a little bit better about it with Earl Thomas not in the lineup.
2: Well, again, when we talk about that deep middle, though, which is, again, where Earl Thomas really just owns that part of the field, yep. uh, is it uh, something where you can expect more, more Randall Cobb? Maybe, again, when we're talking about deep middle passes, too, that seems kind of where Randall Cobb thrives no?
5: It could be, and if you look at just the last three weeks of the Packers, the featured player in the passing game has seemed to shift on a week-to-week basis. You know, back against Washington, it was Jared Cook. Then Jared was, Cook game! That was the Jared Cook game. <laughs> <laughs> Emphasis on the, the not Ball. plural right. game. Right. Yeah. game. <laughs> so that was the Jared Cook game. Is Jared Cook <laughs> coming? No, I'm just kidding. No, he's, he's dead. Strain <laughs> <He's dead. laughs> <laughs> just derailed <laughs> quickly. quick oh, okay. uh, It was the Jared Cook game, yep. then it was the Devontae Adams game against the the, uh, the, the Eagles on Monday night, and okay. then last this past game, Adams had one catch, I believe, on seven targets, and then Jordy Nelson yeah, was man. the big player. So perhaps even that, you know, you talk about deep middle of the field, maybe a Randall Cobb game, maybe another Jared Cook game, but it does seem that this passing attack is so good right now that it can turn to a different player on a week-to-week basis.
2: I know we'll get to every damn game on Friday, but man, I got some concerns about Jordy Nelson though. Uh, you know, again, I think they're going to lock him up a little bit. I think it could be the Randall Cobb game could be all right Uh, coach Dan Quinn in Atlanta says Julio Jones is turf toe but he doesn't expect it to be a long-term issue I don't know what that means it's such such a cryptic response from Dan Quinn I mean I get turf toe but long term are you are we saying he's going to miss a game are we going to say he's not going to miss multiple games we'll find out as the season or excuse me as the week progresses Ahmed Sanu
4: got injured in that game too true
1: so, they, they were playing. So all the Justin Hardy and Aldrick Robinson?
4: Yeah. And Taylor Gabriel. Yeah. They, they were playing. Taylor, the, Peter the, the, Gabriel. Peter a,
1: Gabriel, let's go. What a cast
5: of characters to be playing at wide receiver there by the end of that game. Oh, yeah, boy.
4: no doubt. It's going to be worth watching that whole situation as they uh, they progress.
2: ESPN's PAC, Pat McManaman says that all sides point to RG3 returning, possibly as soon as Sunday at home versus Cincinnati. Uh, anyone excited about the passing assets there with RG3 returning?
4: I'm excited to stream the Bengals' defense in leagues where they're available. Oh,
2: okay. I, I mean, kind of like that.
4: It's still kind of Terrell Pryor. and Corey
2: Coleman, no? Maybe Corey Coleman? It's, well, I mean, I think the one thing I will say about RG3 is forget about his quarterbacking skills, okay? But overall, he's not afraid to throw it into coverage, and also his deep ball is w- much, much better than any other quarterback that they have on the Cleveland roster.
5: I was yeah. going to say, rewinding all the way back to week one. Yes, uh, Robert Griffin had the, the third highest uh, – well, actually tied for Brock Osweiler, believe it or not, and Jay Cutler were tied for the targets average depth of aim throw that week. And Griffin – it's <laughs> so weird to go all the way back to week one. <laughs> and Griffin was, was second with 12.3 okay. average on his passes. And you're right, Terrell Pryor had a big 44-yard reception in that game. Yeah. You know, and that was, I mean, pretty much it. But at the same time, he's definitely not shy of whipping it down the field. All right,
2: Saints tight end Josh Hill also broke a bone in his lower leg. It's not the tibia; it's the fibula, which is the smaller bone in your lower leg. There, that's uh the smaller two bones. His season essentially over, though. Remember, uh, Thomas Rawls also had a cracked fibula as well. He missed two months. So. By the way, can
1: we just quickly talk? What kind of lucky star was Kobe Fleener born under? That like he. Goes to these places, he gets outplayed by other tight ends yes, and then does. those tight ends get yes, hurt he and he just slides right back
4: slides back right on, in. on in. Right, hey, right when he was
1: really losing playing time.
4: You know, to, to <laughs> a ton chill. He was losing a ton. Marcus, you Did. might you might be onto something. This 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 might not be a lucky star situation. This might be a what was it, ninety four Olympics situation? I mean, or t- the t- Tanya Harding. Maybe yeah. we gotta oh, investigate
5: this. Oh, I do. <laughs> why? <laughs> I don't know. Kobe Fleer doesn't seem like nefarious enough of a character. No, I'm
4: am t- totally teasing. But yeah, it is he, it is bizarre. Used to have that long hair. Is this a,
5: is this the Brian Hoyer effect? Like wherever he goes, he will start.
4: Oh, that's true. Maybe it's that. Maybe he's got some of that bad juju where he goes as a backup and inevitably starts.
5: I believe, per my algorithm, you yes. need to be on at least three teams before we can dub that a thing. So, the Brian Hoyer rule? So, so, yeah. Okay. okay.
4: So, we're, right. we're two-thirds right. of the way there. Right. So,
5: check back to me in, in like two years when he's on a different team
4: that's true okay
2: Eagles coach Doug Peterson says Ryan Matthews is set to return to practice Wednesday put him on track to play Sunday versus Washington we shall keep a close eye on that of that there is no doubt Capri Bibbs sporting a walking boot potentially dealing with a high ankle sprain Juwan Thompson was their only other back so Denver is resurrecting the body of Justin Forsett they claimed him off waivers today Forsett and
3: Kubiak back
2: together again. Oh, that's right. Yeah, buddy. I like it. No, I'll <laughs> it leads right to my question of: uh, Do either Justin Forsett or Juwan Thompson intrigue anybody? I mean, are they worth an ad? Not really. Not, not at a all. Deep
4: league. Okay, if you're in a deep league, but like. Bibbs had just barely started to take into, or eat into the work that Kubiak hinted at a couple weeks ago. Sure. And now he's injured. So it's not like he's just going to drop set in there for, you know, 30, 30% of the snaps a game. He'll take some time. Jawan Thompson, bleh. So I guess Devontae Booker is going to keep soldiering on with 25 carries for 62 yards or whatever he has every game. Gross.
3: Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he gets so much volume and he just doesn't do anything with it. But you can't. I, I don't think they're going to stop giving him volume
5: because they have no one else. They so. have bad <laughs> offensive line play there in Denver too. Yeah. but but this is Forsett's third team this year, this season. Yeah, and it's his third time getting cut because the Ravens cut him. Yeah, twice. So I mean, that you know, somebody of course, of course, news happens. Immediate reaction. What do I do? I don't know. Pro- like, what do I do with Devontae Booker? Probably whatever the hell you were doing beforehand. Like, if you were desperate enough that you had to play him, you probably have to keep playing. Because yeah. I don't think four sets going to be yeah. that big of a factor right off the bat. Agreed.
2: Devontae Booker, the Jeremy Hill, the Rocky
4: Mountain Jeremy Hill.
5: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, pretty yeah. much. Except he didn't
4: have like the the rip roaring early success that Jeremy Hill. That's did. true.
5: So he's this year's version of he, of Jeremy. He
4: just skipped the exciting part of he's the Jeremy his Hill, Hill career mind. arc. Went straight
5: well, into the- there was that one time when he looked okay. <laughs> <laughs> that being Devontae He Walker. looked better when C.J. Anderson was playing ahead of him. Yeah, isn't that weird? Yeah. Some is Baxter, is weird. That is true. I, it's weird to think, too, because I was going to say, like, some backs are just meant to be a change of pace guy, but Booker yeah. was a total workhorse in college, too. Yeah, he was. Like, like, he just handled a ton of touches.
4: Charles Sims. Remember when we all thought, like, oh, man, he's going to step in and be an RB1 with yeah. Doug Martin out? No. Whoops, yeah. fail. Both, both these fail. guys
5: have – I mean, even Martin then too, but especially – oh, by the way, the Bills just placed I was say, Breaking, Harvins the, Harvins breaking on, <laughs> news on the non-football uh, injury list. So oh, He's done for me. Hell of a comeback attempt. Uh, but what I was saying about Booker, you know, like I said, the, the line play is bad there. They can't run the ball in general or protect the passer, and I think that's going to really hold back their whole offense. All right. Agreed. We'll stay in Denver, Planet
2: of the Apes, Trevor Simeon. He <laughs> –
5: Shed.
6: <laughs> <It's walking.
5: laughs>
2: oh. Wait, what was
3: the sound that we were going to use every time for that? Uh, that? Is it the fantasy therapy music? Oh, it was. Oh, I, yeah, I, I got to say,
5: <laughs> you know, shout out uh, or Daily Daps or whatever to. Uh, yes, he shed the walking boot. He shed it. But but in all seriousness, shout out to uh, NFL media's uh, Kevin Patra, who in the title of his ATM post said, Simeon ditches walking boot. Oh, oh. Yeah. And I like ditched it much yeah. more than he shed it. I don't. Uh-huh. I think. I think it. It. it uh,
2: points to tranquility.
4: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs>
4: A return oh, to the norm. Yes. Getting centered. I don't know, Jeez, but this. This. Centered. This sounds Perfect.
5: like. Yeah, and I, I mean, you know, that's right up my alley. All that sort of uh, sure. hippie crap. But uh, like, <laughs> that's that's right up <laughs> where where my alley. But at the same time, Ditches <clears> sounds like he's really like. Ditched it. He's motivated to get back out. Get this thing off of me. I I got you.
4: It's like at the start of like a an '80s movie workout montage where he takes the walking boot and like chucks it in the trash.
5: Yeah, sounds (laughs) kind of like (laughs) some nasty (laughs) some nasty hair
4: metal starts. Yeah, like you know, gunning passes to DT and Sanders. It sounds
5: like that, but it also sounds like a bad ex girlfriend. (laughs) I was going to say that, too, but I I didn't want to be offensive Oh, Oh, (laughs) to to all the bad ex-girlfriends out there that are listening to the show. Uh, All zero. Hopefully none of mine. Gary Kubiak is hopeful that uh, Trevor Simeon does return to action
2: Sunday
4: at Tennessee. We shall see. That'd be a good spot for those wide receivers to get back on track, though. True. Tennessee secondary is bad. All right. Uh,
2: Let's talk about if they're 100% back or not. Jordy Nelson. We've shoveled dirt on his grave. (laughs)
6: We? Well, no, we got I think was that we. was a you
2: thing. I shoveled dirt on his grave.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I sure didn't. Shoveled it just right onto his grave. I said he's washed. You did. Those were your exact words.
4: And uh, he's not washed. He's, uh, I believe he's eighth in the league in receiving yards among wide receivers and tied for second in receiving touchdowns.
2: yeah. In your face, Co.
4: So even if he's not 100% back to the nasty, you know, best deep threat in the league guy he was a couple years ago, He's back and he and Aaron Rodgers have their mind meld again. There were a couple of beautiful connections on there where you're there just were. like you're just like man, those two like when those two are clicking, it's not good. It's beautiful
5: football. Defenses. It is beautiful football. All right, Thomas raw To be fair, sorry, yes. just to to be fair there, you know, I mean, you were accurate in your assessment that he was definitely not the player that he was coming into I believe when you wrote that after that that was after that Bears game, right? On Thursday night, week uh. 7. I don't know. Whatever, you probably said it a lot. But I remember yeah, yeah, I think yeah, your yeah. news he, and notes had, post was that. He had
4: nine that. catches in that game because that was the first Devontae Adams what-the-hell game where he had like 135 right. And two
5: touchdowns. And that was back in week seven? That was yes. week seven. So weeks one through seven, Jordy Nelson only averaged 1.9 yards of separation on his oh, target that's per next-gen stats. That's and right. then, But weeks eight through 13, he's averaged three yards of separation where on his target. So. He's
4: had 90 yards or a touchdown in every game since week seven. Actually, only one week where he didn't score a touchdown since since that game where you buried him <laughs> 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 so thanks james everybody hey. who owns jordan nelson thanks james i do i do th- i appreciate yeah, yeah. you're welcome he nice. also leads you're all welcome, wide
3: re- all wide receivers in red zone targets with 24 red yep. zone
5: touchdowns eight and red zone fantasy points 57.7 so training. i feel
1: like uh he's back yeah he's okay. he's he's, he's, he's back. As, back.
5: as as our friend jordan howard would say to this question nah
2: nah nah uh thomas rawls is he back he looked I mean, he ripped off a couple of nasty runs yeah. against Carolina. He I will w- ask you this. Is he back, though? I think he's back. I think he's back. Uh,
3: First the of all, thing are, with those him, are,
2: those are big words.
3: I know. Look, I realize this. It's okay. Kristen okay. Michael's on another team it's, now. We okay. can all right, talk about that. He's going
4: to get by Kristen Michael next <laughs> week. Right. Revenge for Kristen
3: Michael. <laughs> we can get to that later. Let's go. But look, yes. Rawls looks back. He looks like his violent self that we knew c- c- came to love last year. The right. thing with him... Was he was working his way back early in the season, and yeah. then he broke his leg. Right, and now he's working his way back. And he got he got hit in the head last night, and then had to go through per- concussion, concussion protocol. Yep. so it's like he cleared it last night, though. He, he did, did clear did, it, which was back. which was good. But right. then he had like I don't know three yards in the second half. Yeah, or something. he had nothing.
4: He did all the damage in the first.
3: half. Right, not like they needed him because they were up so big. But it's just kind of like a word of caution. Like if you own Rawls, you need to have a backup plan because he's bound to get injured. I'm not, the,
2: I'm not the only Thomas Rawls manager who, after he had the big game, left and then came back, I was super excited because Seattle had that huge lead. You're thinking, okay, they're going to feed Thomas Rawls mm-hmm. to salt away that lead, and they did not.
5: I think so, Main Pope had like eight carries or something. True, but they had such a big lead that yeah, they could probably didn't matter. play safe. A yeah. couple of points on Rawls. Okay. One being that you know if you're like Matt Franciscovich here or other people in this room or otherwise that said you know don't draft Thomas Rawls where he was going in, in drafts that's correct I mean he was a terrible fourth round draft pick yeah. wherever you took him because yeah. if you're if you're having to wait until week thirteen to to. To show off, start yeah. To show off, and, yeah. Like this, yeah. Is, that was a bad draft pick. Yeah. So, You know, it's not like the analysis was not correct on your part at all. Thank you, uh, Matt.
4: No, no problem, buddy. Um, but and then going. Why f- did you guys do Wisconsin-ish accent? Well, because, <laughs>
1: because we're being real
5: nice to
4: each other. Because yeah. there's no
1: Seattle uh, accent. A
4: peek behind the curtain: uh, our the Wisconsin <laughs> accent for whatever reason has been getting becoming more and more prevalent amongst us over here?
1: Oh yeah. Oh.
4: <laughs> It's probably just whenever somebody's overly nice. Yeah, it's it's whenever like
5: somebody's overly nice it or making a comment about the uh, cool. about the Packers cuz the Packers have been a big talking point this year with their disappointments and and the like. Speaking of the Packers, yes. next up on the Seahawks schedule, right. Packers in Lambeau, mm-hmm. at or then they the Rams come to Seattle. Then the Cardinals in Week 16, and then they finish with the four, at 49ers in Week 17. There, you know, I think game script is going to be really important for Thomas Rawls because we saw exactly what happened when what looked like a pretty favorable spot in Week 12 when they traveled to Tampa Bay, and he only had 12 carries for 38 yards, 3.2 right. yards per reception, yeah. and really was not a factor at all in the passing game. In fact, he had no catches. That would be a non-factor. Oops. Uh, so I think if you're looking at these games, you've got to really be able to confidently project game script and that being in favor of Thomas Rawls like it was last night. And I I don't know that you can really have that good of a feeling about all those games on that schedule. True. Well, I think the one in Green Bay, cold weather game on the road,
2: I I don't know. I I would imagine it's going to be a close competitive game. I don't think... Green Bay is going to jump out to a 10 nothing, 14 nothing lead. I think it's just going to be back and forth. So we start talking about that game script. Well, I think Pete Carroll wants to keep it pretty balanced. Mm. And, and, again, in a cold-weather game on the road, that's generally when you feature your running back.
4: Yeah. The, the one thing that would concern me about Rawls in that game is, as Harmon mentioned in the uh, the Tampa Bay game, is they've got a great interior defensive line, and that's the one strength of the Packers' defensive line right now with Mike Daniels and such. True. So, And the interior of the Seattle offensive line is, is just no bueno. And mess. they've been
5: so weak. Green Bay, that is so weak. In the secondary, they just gave up a big play to New Hopkins, which mm-hmm. hasn't happened since 2015. October. <laughs> yes. <Yeah>, so, <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think that, that could be kind of a questionable – that feels like a really – Volatile spot for Ronald. Oh, yeah. Probably one you want to side on playing him. Then the week after, with the Rams coming to Seattle, that's like a full systems go because we just right. saw Garrett Blunt yep. it was just the next running back in line to rip him up. And then Arizona in week 16 feels a little dicey to me.
2: All right. How about LaDarius Green? 100% back
4: or no? I'm pumped. Oh, yeah. I think he's back, baby.
1: We go to I'm Marcus Grant for the skeptical take. Well,
4: I'm not going on the reception. No, I mean I
1: loved what we saw out of him on Sunday.
4: Absolutely. But he had eleven
2: targets, six right. receptions, hundred and ten receiving yards, and a touchdown.
4: Eleven yep. targets. Yep. Led the he team. Pl- he played as many snaps on Sunday as he had the previous three weeks combined. Right. I I think I think he's certainly
1: Working his way and integrating into the offense, I think a little bit of what we saw on Sunday was matchup-based, too. The fact that he was able to kind of exploit the middle of the field uh, and get up and down and and do things like that. So, you know, I I, I don't know that all of a sudden they're just going to start force-feeding him targets and making him a thing. I mean, obviously Antonio Brown is going to continue to get his share. Le'Veon Bell's going to catch more passes than a lot of wide receivers in the National Football League this yep. year, so he's going to get a lot of those targets as well. So I think there's probably another Darius Green game coming before the season is out, but I'm not ready to say he's 100% back.
3: I just feel like the Steelers have been looking for this other pass catcher all season. They kind of used Sammy Coates for a bit. Marcus Eli Wheaton. Rogers. Yeah, Marcus Wheaton's on IR now. Eli Rogers gets some work out of the slot. Right. He had Hamilton. some screen plays yesterday. Kobe. Yeah, This hey, Hamilton's man. emerging, but... I as a Steelers fan I'm happy to see Ladarius Green out there doing things because I think Ben Roethlisberger needs that big target in the middle of the field and he clearly utilized him yesterday 90, 90 of his 110 yards came from the slot for Green yesterday as well as his touchdown so
2: just from a real football perspective it gives the passing attack an option that in a in a wrinkle that they just didn't have they had it totally. briefly they had it briefly with Sammy with Sammy Coates and
4: for a week we? 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 about <laughs> as one brief one game
2: as he could bet. All week, one game where a big body wide receiver Ben could just throw it up there and say "Go get it!" Yeah, and it and that adds a little bit of a different dimension to to the Steelers' offense. Antonio Brown has great. I mean, I love the guy. He's obviously you know if not the best, maybe one of two of the best wide receivers in the game. Uh, but he's, he's a precision. Pers- yeah, dude, he's great. <laughs> uh, he's a precision guy, smaller <laughs> yeah. dude. But Ladarius Green, man, he really does give him that
5: little extra dimension of just that big body
3: yeah. on the field. That's right? what I'm saying. Yeah.
5: What what encourages me, and I think it was what what franchise was saying, is like just how much they need him. Yeah. I mean, neither of Kobe Hamilton or Eli Rogers plays more than seventy percent of the offensive plays. So I mean, yeah. they need that second option. And I think Green will be the one to provide it. Nice. So he's back.
4: He's, bike. Yeah. He's, back. Bike. he's back. I had I had him pretty much at the top of the waiver wire pecking order, because yeah. even when even as limited of snaps as he was playing those other weeks, like, you know, he was I mean, he was honestly playing like nine, ten, Can eleven snaps. I, he, he was had, running
5: a route on like every snap. He had though.
4: he had four, two, and three targets in his last three games. So he's getting he was getting targeted in like a third of his snaps. Now All he's right. playing like fifty percent of the snaps.
2: I will ask uh I will ask you guys to maybe research this and we won't talk about today, but maybe maybe on Friday. But um has the has the Steelers you know, offensive sets have they changed at all? Are they running too tight more now than they were three weeks ago? Because James Je- uh, Jesse James is still out there. I was gonna say James Jones. I old could. Old.
5: <laughs> yeah, I'll start looking I was gonna say. Right look now. at the numbers, I keep, guys. I keep <laughs> stalling. I can, I can. look at those numbers. But that, but,
2: but the twelfth person, obviously, you know, made famous by you know the Patriots uh, more recently, anyways, uh, in terms of being a, a high-powered offense. I just wonder given the personnel because again Jesse James is out there a ton mm-hmm. it's not like the it's not like Jesse James has been replaced by Ladarius Green they're right. playing together i just
5: wonder if they're running too tight a lot more now than they were 3 weeks ago so they ran 12 personnel, like you mentioned, two, or two tight ends, one, one running back, two tight ends on nine plays. They ran three wide receivers with one tight end, one running back on 36 plays. Mm. Uh, four, or, and then another nine plays in like kind of a jumbo set with six offensive linemen and two tight ends. So, I mean, yeah, James especially is a big, like, he's a big blocker yeah. too. So, I mean, he's been an asset that way. He still was. He actually played more snaps than yeah. green. He just blocked more often, much more often. So yep. I, I think that you'll see plenty of packages with both of those guys on the field and I would almost bet, because life sucks, that at some point when people start to buy into Ladarius Green, Jesse James is catching a (laughs) touchdown in the red zone. I I would almost take it to the bank. But So I think those guys are going to be on the field plenty, but the three wide receiver set is is still their primary package. Gosh, if if that's the case, it makes me a little nervous about Ladarius Green.
2: It does. I don't know. Three wide out receiver. I mean, I don't know. Just, nah. All right. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, I think I'm going to side with Marcus on this one, though.
4: Boo. Yeah. <laughs>
5: Ner- nerds. All right. The funny thing is you ask it if he's back. Ladarius Green has been, like, more of a myth than a That's true, true <laughs> actually. Go, uh, you know. <laughs> That's
2: actually true. We've never really seen it. I mean, he I had, he had a – The
5: first four th- games of last year. He had – that was kind of like it always been – you would seen huge big plays out of him in the past, and it was like, right. oh, damn man, if they could just, you know – Right. Just be a thing more often, and then he wasn't, and then Gates was suspended or whatever last right. year, and then you saw it, and then he was still a factor. And then he signs with Pittsburgh. All, all, let's go, and here we are. Okay, that was a big waste of everybody's time. Yeah. Let's talk about the Waiver Wire. And Alex <laughs> Yelhar, of course, the whisket from Wisconsin,
2: uh, oh writes a weekly,
4: what? It's a disaster these days. <laughs> the Waiver Wire. Waiver Wire is my exasperation as I was <laughs> like I was as you were talking I was like I got to pull it back up to remember what clowns I even recommend. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> what clowns?
1: I feel like every there. week, you know, since we yeah, so obviously those of you who read nfl.com, you know that you go to the website and there's always like a little photo associated with uh, with each article that we write, and I feel yes. like the the as we call it the spotlight little uh you know peek behind the curtain here little, the spotlight article uh, image to go along with waiver wire now yeah. should sort of be like I don't know maybe a still from Mad Max Fury Road or something because it's it's, it's a wasteland out there. How about that?
5: Just a shrug. I movie? was gonna say the sh- the shrug.
2: If you, <laughs> if you guys want, I can draw a pretty sweet stick figure. Yeah. Oh, nice. I know. You're oh, ty- know. Tyler Croft yeah.
4: uh, highlights yeah. last year. <laughs> uh, okay, so anyways, look, there. Uh, everybody's still dealing with the wake of the Gronk injury. There yeah. is a bunch of tight end help out there, as we mentioned, Ladarius Green, mm-hmm. Cameron Brait, Uh, things are picking up for him a little bit, and uh, he's still owned in less than thirty percent of leagues. Vernon Davis, he's out there. He's got another tough matchup because I think they play the Eagles this week. Correct. Wide receiver wise, Malcolm Mitchell, Harmon's boy, played eighty four percent of the snaps again this week. Yeah, of, nice. Caught eight to ten targets. He's yeah. he's there. He's he's out there grinding now. Dontrell Inman too. People keep sleeping on this guy, and he's the number two wide receiver for the Chargers. So This guy. I'd go I'd go get him. CFL start, Rex Burkhead. Marcus actually had to start him last week. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Really?
1: Uh. Hey look, he's been the Bengals' best running back the last two weeks.
4: You know what's uh, you know
1: learn. what's crazy uh. though?
4: Uh. No, he has. That's You're, not that's
1: not a lie.
4: Your
2: waiver wire list, I mean, literally sounds like danger zone.
4: Yeah. Oh, it's the point it's
2: gotten.
3: I mean, this isn't even deep dive. No, that's not even the deep dive.
4: No. So I was going to say, like, any useful guys from there, I mean, like Mike Gillisley and Jalen Richard are, are top handcuffs. You want to – like, handcuff your running backs this yeah. time of year. Yeah. And then uh, wide receiver-wise, Ted Ginn cut a touchdown in three straight games. Okay. And uh, against the Chargers, if Casey Hayward, uh, who maybe we'll talk about later, locks down on Kelvin Benjamin, he's been good at shutting down people, it could – Great space for Ted Ginn, but you know he's a boomer bust. I'm not oh, saying yeah. he's, he's Panthers' number
5: one receiver, Ted Ginn. Teddy Ginn. Well, they uh, wasted a lot of ink in the offseason talking about, oh, Devin Funches is going to be better than Kelvin Benjamin. No, Kelvin Benjamin is going to be better than, and it's still Ted Ginn.
4: <laughs> and then some great, other wide receivers. Um I think it's going to be interesting Jesus. to see what the Packers do with Ty Montgomery. He played more the most snaps he has since week 9 as he comes back from that uh, injury. <sighs> he played 90% of them at running back. Sorry, you can't still play him at running back on nfl.com. That's I just, don't think anybody's missing it. That's anymore. just the way it is. No, it's I'm just not, I'm if, saying like yeah, in these upcoming matchups I wrote about this a little bit in deep dive, it okay. seems to be the type where they would be wise to use him in that short passing game out of the backfield. Are you field. talking about Green Bay? Yeah, because okay. they play Seattle, and then they play the Bears, who actually have a sneaky good defense with uh, Vic Fangio running the show, and then yep. Minnesota. So those are those are type of dominant front sevens where you want to get them, start slowing them down with a player like Ty Montgomery just eking out of the backfield, killing them. Don't know if he will, because he still hasn't touched that snap percentage he played in, that, in the great breakout game in Atlanta or whatever that caused this whole stupid debate. But uh, And then Brashad Perriman caught a big touchdown. He's still playing minimal snaps. Somebody to keep an eye on. Tyreek Hill and Taylor Gabriel both came back to earth a little bit, but they have uh, clearly defined roles. Quincy Anunwa playing tonight. Touchdown in 3 or 4 with Ryan Fitzpatrick. We'll I'm see. doing the shrug emoji okay. on the podcast. <laughs> Nobody can see it. <laughs> and then um, Adam Thielen's a, a decent little add in PPR. He's, uh, I think he's had four or more catches in like four of his last five games. And uh, with Diggs still n- dinged up a little bit, uh, yeah. Thielen's coming into play a little bit more there.
2: All right, let's talk about who excelled on Sunday. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, ladies and gentlemen. T- told yeah, you guys so- on
4: Friday. Why didn't you listen?
2: <laughs> Saw that coming.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Your quarterback won. Get out of here.
2: 381 through the air, four touchdowns. Nearly uh,
1: thirty fantasy points. Pretty sure he attempted game. forty-seven passes. You are correct. You are correct. He in a game that the Ravens ran off and hid early and won by thirty-two points. He threw forty-seven that passes. Unreal, yeah,
5: dude. In, insane. Love it. And it's crazy. <laughs> I mean, nobody could have. You know, maybe you thought Flacco was a good streamer because the Dolphins' defense stinks. That's fine, but predicting a QB one performance out of a passing game that while they did come or the while right now they sit the second most pass attempts in the NFL. That Mm -hmm. the Baltimore Ravens only the Arizona Cardinals have more, Uh,
4: but didn't they they lead the league in pass attempts last year? They
5: did, they did, and but they were twenty. That right now they're twenty fourth in net yards per pass attempt. They're nineteenth in first downs earned through the air. This is a horrible passing game for them to truck up for. But the funny thing is they have good players in the passing
4: game. True. Thinking about it, like this is why it was so impossible to predict. Is Flacco had more games with zero passing touchdowns prior to this than he did with multiple passing (laughs) touchdowns?
5: They had (laughs) seventeen offensive. <laughs> touchdowns as a whole coming into this game, and I realized that <laughs> it would, they
4: threw four.
5: Yeah, I mean, I realized that it was coming into Week thirteen. But the two thousand ten Carolina Panthers that I'll never forget with Jimmy Clausen had sixteen total touchdowns on the season that oh year my. too. So that, I mean, that's kind of near the company they were keeping. Oh boy, uh,
2: Matt Stafford three forty one through the air, two touchdowns. Andy Dalton three thirty two through the air and two touchdowns there, more than twenty points in standard scoring leagues. That's another
5: sure. By the way, like there's another one nobody saw coming. Yeah, that was rough. I, I don't
4: even know if anybody. I First of know. all,
2: the quarterback situation this week was just—it like, was, it was unbelievable. It was what the hell, it was man? Madness. You got to
4: take the L. It was a weird, weird week when Drew Brees put up like two points at home against the Lions.
2: Uh, I want to. He wanna had two him. points when I when I no. Well, he had like uh, I think he had seven.
4: It was, oh, yeah.
2: Seven. I have a lot of thoughts on that. <clears> All right. So we'll quick. get to that in a second here. But Carson Palmer also had 300 uh, passing yards and three touchdowns there. Uh, Brock Osweiler actually had a pretty good game, too. I don't have his stats in front of me, but he was. Uh, 202 and two touchdowns. He was a top 10. Was he? Oh he was God, a top 10 quarterback. Yeah. Quarterback seven. He seven. Right <laughs> and he, he had 20, <laughs> 20
3: rushing yards. Okay. Yeah.
2: Brock Osweiler, baby, let's go.
3: And he also had negative eight receiving yards. Uh, because of eight. That's right. Well, the lateral but that's a situation. point in PPR. Yeah. That's
2: great. Oh, yes, that's good. Mm. Uh, <laughs> Jordan. <laughs> technically only point .2 points because you lose eight. For the right. Game. At the running back position, Jordan Howard, ladies and gentlemen. Dude, 40, oh, dude 49ers. Nah. I mean, even then, 117 on the ground, three touchdowns. The, the his, his 32 total. rushing. His now. third touchdown, oh. too, we were like. At our
3: desk talking, like, oh, Jordan Howard's on the sideline getting his knee looked at, and like Jeremy Langford got a snap on the goal line or something, and we were like, no, Jeremy Langford's gonna get the touchdown, and then you
1: blink and Jordan Howard's in the end zone. And look, yes. this is not to take Amazing. away from it was
3: crazy. This is also
1: not to take away from what Jordan Howard did, but this is also a game where the first completed pass didn't occur until about midway through the second quarter. Right. Oh it was my God. it was a blizzard. That was, the it
4: best. Was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was the best. There's so much weird about this game. This is the one I watched last night, also because I started kind Colin on Kaepernick. purpose? Yeah. Why? Because I, so, I wanted answers. Wow. <laughs> I, was, I, had I wanted wow. answers. I, had I want ball. answers. And also, I figured it would be a pretty quick game with how many times they ran the ball, and That's I was tired, point. so I was like, "I'll just knock through this." And you oh. put yourself to sleep. Exactly. But like, this game was just so bizarre on so many levels because it was one, unwatchable. They, like, the 49ers like never let Cap throw the ball. I mean, he had did a couple, like, completions come back on penalties and other drops and stuff. Matt Barkley was actually dealing in the snow, too. So for people to be like, Ruh, was the snow. Of you course, because, I mean, know? what do
1: you expect from a guy who grew up in Newport Beach? Right. Well, I mean, like, <laughs> so,
4: many, so many people yesterday were like, Ruh, is was the snow. You never should have started Kaepernick. I'm going to be like, guys, he iced the Packers when it was, like, negative yeah. 12 below. Right. I don't think the snow was that big of a factor. They just didn't throw the ball. But ba- Barkley, like, Fantasy-wise, could be an interesting streamer in the right matchups coming down the stretch. He has played, I think, played legitimately well the last two He weeks. made some nice throws in that game in the snow, and he actually, I think he was like 11 for 18 for like 200. He had three or four drops that could have could have knocked him up closer to 300 yards. I'm, I'm Marcus right Wilson now. left that game after oh, I With think. an injury. But yeah, Al- Alshon players, Jeffrey but. should come back this week too from his suspension. <clears throat> you know, right. Is that already this week? Yeah. The, you know what's Detroit. funny
2: is that Marcus Wilson had zero. Uh, Deontay Thompson, who was a deep sleeper of mine, had negative point one. I don't know who the hell caught the ball. Josh. Josh Bellamy. Josh Bellamy, Bellamy. Bellamy. three
4: yards, I think. For and uh, Meredith had a had a little bit there too. 67. Are we
2: talking about '90s comedy actor Josh Bellamy? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? Yes, <laughs> he was pretty good. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Yeah.
4: All right. Great. But anyways, yeah, uh, I don't know how we got off on that tangent, yeah. but uh good. yeah, it's an interesting game. It was a weird Gross. game. It's a weird uh, game.
5: Oh, we got we're talking about Jordan Howard. RB1 for the week, Jordan. 117 Howard.
4: on well. the
2: ground, three touchdowns. Terrence West had 10 carries for 50 rushing yards. <laughs> Despite Baltimore's Oh,
1: by the way, a quick update. Actually, yes. I think it's next week that Alshon Jeffrey comes. Yeah, cuz was I because there it was, was Detroit. A, Wait, it's been four weeks. Week yeah. 15. Uh, Wrong. Uh I'm an idiot. <laughs> yep. Uh, Terrence West had
2: two touchdowns total One on the ground, one through the air He had yep. uh, 68 total yards Thomas Rawls, 15 carries, 106 on the ground Two touchdowns, oh, I mean it was just crazy Because all of it came in the first half Yeah, mm. It was nuts uh, And then uh, Devontae Freeman had 15 carries for 56 yards On the ground, two touchdowns there as well Added nearly 50 receiving yards uh, There for Atlanta Alright, Golden Tate, 8 catches, 145 And a touch Jordy Nelson, 8 catches, 118 And a touch the bird alert. Bird alert. Woo, 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 woo. Awesome. 55 rush yards and a touchdown on a fake punt.
4: Early daily daps to Patrick Claibon for sneaking in a bird alert when he does his uh, game day highlight show. Amazing. During Beautiful. The Amazing. I was in the makeup room before going on uh, the Ed Blitz show on NFL yeah. Now, which you guys should all watch. It runs all day on Sunday. I mean, if you're not actually watching football, that is. You could uh, do both. Second screen, bro. Yeah, second screen. But they had that They had that up, uh, the Claibon show, and all of a sudden, it's was like, bird alert. And I was like. What a minute? Wait, that's what amazing. <laughs> I wish I, I wish I had heard that. <laughs> That's good stuff. Yeah, mo-
3: Fifty five rush yards and a touchdown and then four catches, for forty eight. Yeah, more rushing yards than Spencer Ware had in the entire game. Fourteen <laughs> carries. Unbelievable. Oh. On that one fake
2: punt play for Wilson. Oh boy. Oh yeah. yeah. Well that's what happens when you're a playmaker. Pretty sad. Uh speaking of random rush yards. Yeah. How about Tylo? Tyler Lockett.
5: Seventy five rush yards. Crazy. And a touchdown. Yeah, he had that one long scamper. Yeah, he did. Also caught 63. 63
2: through the air as well. He's
5: a was he a top five? He was a top five wide receiver this week, was he not? Number two. Number two. Uh, well, finally. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I and I said this I said this to the to to the fellows here yesterday yes. that I should have known. That this is what would have happened, that he would have waited to have his breakout game against uh, the Carolina Panthers. It's just funny. Oh. In, in prime it's just, time. Primetime. It's
3: just kind of ironic, too, that you did reception perception on him, and then he gets 75
5: rushing, rushing. yards. <laughs> Good call, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why after after that was up, uh, plenty of people were tweeting me like, oh, it finally happened, so I just tweeted the little thumbs up, like, yeah. whatever. Yeah, whatever, yeah, bro. yeah. that's just, essentially just, yeah, okay,
2: all right, I'm aware. Uh, Dennis Pitta. 11 targets, 9 receptions, 90 yards receiving, 2 touchdowns, and 2 broken hips as well. Oh, come on, man. Hey, hey, oh. is that true or false? Too soon, James.
5: It's true. Well, I mean, it's been like three
4: years. I will say, don't, <laughs> don't chase the points with Dennis Pitta here, though. This
5: Should you not, though? I don't know. He's been getting a lot of targets. Yeah, that's the thing.
1: Yeah. For well, PPR, okay. maybe, but don't chase the touchdown Like a points. guy who hadn't scored a touchdown since 2013. Right. I
5: know, but he's due. So he was he was he was making.
4: (laughs) Yeah, that's why he got he got his due, and now you don't chase him anymore. (laughs) But he was
5: logical. Like I mean, there's still a chance. Like like, he he's been a consistent part of the offense all year. You would you know you think that some of this touchdown regression
4: would continue. He's had three, six, five, and five targets the last four weeks before this game, with a high of thirty-four receiving yards in there. He's got
5: eighty-seven targets on the season. I don't know. I mean,
4: tight end is such a nightmare. Yeah.
5: Right. Like, you're seeing seven targets a game as a tight end. I feel like you're definitely a consideration.
3: Yeah, when when your quarterback's throwing it
2: 47 times. Right, I don't see. know. Travis Kelsey, eight catches, 140. Looked, uh, looked pretty good. Dude, right? he's been, he's been dominant. Yeah, it's a third straight game. Uh, with hundred plus receiving yards for Travis, Gordon. I think I saw that he's the
4: only player to do it in the NFL this yep. season. Yep, bang. all three straight. All, straight, all with Jeremy
2: Macklin out. Bang, bang, bang. Uh, Macklin set to return, so we'll see. But yeah.
4: they'd be foolish to turn away from Travis. Yeah, 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 like, yeah. Seriously, I
2: love that you say that.
4: I know it. Like, I James, love that you say
2: that. But you, it, it, it doesn't matter, right? Like, <laughs> right. Like, look
4: at how, look at what you've done, <laughs> Chiefs. I mean, I love that you, oh, say, you say that. You say but that. I know, James. They're they're gonna throw twelve. GD targets at Macklin this week, and Kelsey's going to have three.
5: exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, he's had nine, 15, and eight (laughs) targets the last three weeks. He had another 100-yard game back in in, in, in week eight against Indianapolis where he had 10 targets. Other than that, he never had more than eight, and that was only in one game against Pittsburgh back in week four.
2: Ladarius Green, 11 targets, six receptions, 110 through the air, and a touchdown. Can we talk about Zach Ertz, brah? 15 no.
5: targets? We really don't have the target by stats. It's
2: cuz that was it was nice to see 15 targets but they threw 60
3: passes. Jordan Matthews is out. Dora Green back home got hurt. It's December. They were, they were down by a million
1: points. Folks are doing their holiday shopping. Snow is falling across the country. Zach Ertz scores touchdowns. I mean that's yeah, how this thing goes. Pretty much. Is He's it? gonna
5: th- that is Marcus is right about that cuz every <laughs> year works. we come into it like this is going to be Zach Ertz's year. Don't forget did how he closed he did that last thing? Year? <laughs> You see what he did last year? You see the end of last year? This is it. So so, he's he's the Martellus Bennett September of December. So uh, wait, do we? Okay, wait. So hold on. Are, so are we investing in Zach Ertz? Investing. I, I will never say. I, I just. I can't. In I can't Zach do Hertz. it. He's, he's not can't do he's it. He's not good at football, and he plays in a bad offense.
4: Also, he's got maybe a, a decent matchup this coming week against Washington, especially with all the guys that are hurt. The week after that, Baltimore. No thanks. Pat. Yeah. And also, like harmony made the point. Carson Wentz threw the ball sixty times. 6-0. We were just guffawing at Joe Flacco throwing at 47. Wentz is like, bruh. I Guys, got, I got you. Oh, Please. Hold, hold my beer. <laughs> yeah, hold my beer. Hold my I, have to th- I have
3: to throw again. Hold on.
5: Car- Carson Wentz is that. Yeah, so, I mean, he had 15 targets, which was 25% of the team total. Dang. Like, you see 15, you should be pushing 40. But, yeah. that, but see, this is what I'm saying.
2: And, like, you know, I put that out there on Twitter, and someone was like, well, who else is going to catch them? What other options do they have? I'm like, dude, target share, man. Like, no, you don't give 25% of your target share to Zach freaking Ertz.
5: Apparently you do. It's either that or Paul Turner who yeah. led the team with 80 receiving yards. Unbelievable.
2: Unbelievable. All right, let's uh, talk about who was a fantasy disappointment this week, and that list is led by Drew Brees, no doubt about it, WTF, man. Uh, 326 through the air, so good yardage, no scores, three interceptions. He finished the day with seven points in standard scoring leagues. Uh, this was the note uh, per the research packet that we got. Uh, The seven points versus the Lions, the fewest in the last 63 games for Drew Brees. It snapped an NFL record streak of 60 straight home games with a touchdown pass. First home game with zero pass touchdowns and three interceptions since week three of 2007. It's as low as passer rating at home since 2007 as well.
1: And just in case it wasn't bad enough, the, I mean the the insult might have been him throwing a pick was it on the last play of the game. Oh yeah. my God! Yep, that was a uh, totally meaningless pick. Just yeah. uh, mm-hmm. kicking the kicking. There the, was there was that one <laughs> play
3: with Brandon Cooks where he like rolled over a guy and popped back up and ran in the end zone, but then they overturned it, and I think John Coon ended up getting a touchdown on <laughs> <all laughs> that. John Coon. So lives. Drew Brees was like a forearm <laughs> shy of you know Cooks' arm was down, so they called him down, but he was close to getting a
5: touchdown. He pass. was. So on Saturday. Uh, and no, like this is just going to piss all of our listeners off because I said it on Saturday and <laughs> oh, not nice. on this podcast. <laughs> on on Saturday, Gehar and I are walking down to uh, to see a movie. Okay, yeah, total bro date. Don't at me. It was cool. All right, all right. I had a good
4: time. We okay. saw a movie. We went to the mall and we got beers afterwards. Did Boom! We, did you guys see a chick uh, flick?
3: No,
5: no, we saw Harry Potter. Oh. <laughs>
3: I guess that's better.
5: (laughs) Anyways, uh, so we're walking down there, and I was like, like, you know, man, I really think this Detroit-New Orleans game is like a total trap game. Yeah. I was like, I think this game is going to be –
4: We said it was that one or the Pittsburgh-New York. I said
5: I couldn't really decide between the two, and I was like, here's why I think – and I was like, look – you know, and we, you know, we we are not sinners. We are pure NFL employees that would yes. never think of of doing anything like this. Yes. But if there was a, a place in the desert that put like you know point scores uh-huh. on this, I was like, I really think that this would not hit that point score. <laughs> I see. <You> know, <laughs> hypothetically. Yes. And I was like, I seriously, and I was like, look, the the Lions have been playing a super slow pace the last, you know probably two months just to try to hide their defense. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what happened in new Orleans. They ran 67 plays. They possessed the ball for 36 uh, minutes and 52 seconds. The saints only ran 57 plays after coming into this game, leading the NFL with 70 plays run per game. And they only held the ball for 23 minutes time of possession. So, I mean, that's a, Pretty much exactly what happened there to the Saints on offense. They just ran far fewer plays than they normally do. Yeah, but still breezing home. I mean, I know. It was shocking, but just credit to Detroit for coming up with a perfect game plan to stop Credit to Jim Bob
4: Cooter. There you go. We need to get him in office somewhere. And
5: then, uh, again, WTF, Colin
2: Kaepernick, bruh. Yeah. Four yards passing. After like a 30-point game a week ago. Four. (laughs) Uh, You're also leaving out the five sacks that he took. One completion one completion for 4 yards
6: i don't so he had 20 he had,
4: yards rushing he had
3: more sacks than passing yards
4: oh I don't think we're ever gonna have an answer to this game because I heard there was all these rumblings about him you know, him saying he was gonna opt out of his contract and the news and Chip Kelly and, rah, 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 and the yeah, snow and like I it we just gotta take the L and move on. Mm-hmm. There's there's no rational explanation.
2: My God. He got benched uh what halfway through the game there?
4: About the th- late third quarter. the third, third quarter. quarter. Yeah, and then uh Then Gabbard promptly came in and got uh, a safety, got sacked for a Good. safety. So hey, Perfect. Lane Gabbert sick.
5: <laughs> I, I did see somebody raise the point on Twitter, like would anybody be surprised if Chip Kelly was petty? enough to like oh you said you're gonna opt out of the contract i'm gonna bench you in
4: in the third i i that's why i said i wouldn't rule it out this is a strange game
2: oh boy lamar miller 22 rush yards negative four receiving yards
5: (laughs) franchise (laughs) (laughs) we go to we go to texans tilt expert Matt francisco thank
3: god deandre hopkins scored that touchdown at the end of the game because i would have been pretty upset 1.8 points for lamar miller the Texans are just so hard to watch. They're so you I mean, you
4: invested in Miller and Hopkins. Miller, in your Miller was of record, right? Yeah, so Miller that's why I, Miller was oh, my
3: keeper, and I took Hopkins two, in the first round because it's a keeper league, so yeah, not a lot eight, of guys were available. To so
4: all our listeners, franchise legitimately play by play tilts every Texans every, game. every from the, week from the moment kickoff <laughs> every happens. every week, <laughs> and, <laughs> and like no joke, it's like oh great Lamar Miller one yard. I mean, run. If oh, if pull the, another <laughs> target to Hopkins.
1: Like the, go go Lamar Miller. If the Texans lose the opening coin flip, he's
4: he's upset like it's oh, so
1: hard to
3: watch it's team. so hard to watch and then alfred blue is 41 yards jonathan grimes gets 58 total yards lamar miller's over here with 18 total yards because he had negative four receiving yards because he lost 11 yards on the final play on a lateral
5: Oh, God. Miller Miller is a, is a running back that I feel like at the end of the season people are going to – like right now he sits at running back 16, and I wouldn't yeah. expect him to fall much farther than that. I mean, he probably will finish as like a top you know, 15, 12, t- top 12 running back. And I right. feel like people are going to use that as like a, oh, man, thank God, you know, big, big time running back in fantasy this season. But, I mean, you could listen to franchise there. It has been not fun to own Lamar Miller this no. year. He's I- crossed t- – 13 fantasy points exactly twice. In I,
1: I, am, okay. I, am, I am making a preliminary list of yes. players that I want to watch film on in the offseason okay. and try to evaluate. Lamar's and, one of them. Well, he's not, but Brock Osweiler, because he's he's the guy that I think is kind of the, the trigger Mark, man in this whole thing. Don't, no, no, don't, so, don't do it. Well, here's the thing. Don't do it. So don't I, do I, it. I, I'm looking at the list. It's, it's on a Post-it note on my desk, and I, about I thought me. about don't it, and I, I looked at it, and I just I had the pen in my hand, and I took a oh really – Deep breath and I scribbled it down and I, I immediately regretted the decision. And you know, I, I can still opt out of watching this, but much like you, Alex, I want answers. Yeah. Yeah. I but, want answers. But here's the
2: thing, here's the thing that doesn't really make a whole heck of a lot of sense, okay? You look at his rushing attempts. He's got two hundred and twenty five rush attempts, which would be a career high for him, oh by the way. He's still averaging four yards per carry. Yeah. And he's still being utilized somewhat in the passing game as well. He has twenty eight receptions and a bunch more targets as well. Mm-hmm. Um It's just touchdown totals. He's got four total touchdowns. Yeah, and
3: the Texans are one of the worst teams at scoring touchdowns. They just can't get inside the 10-yard line and get him in that position.
2: It's really interesting because the preseason analysis of Lamar, this is exactly what you were expecting. 220-plus carries, Mm -hmm. some utilization in the passing game. You just thought that that would translate into touchdowns as well. It just
5: hasn't touchdowns. Can't predict them. I, I think that like Miller. Kind so of it's has, interesting to me. I don't know outside of volume. I mean, he has pretty much every negative in the book going going against him. Their offensive line has been up and down. They had started awful. awful started the season they, banged. They, up. they have literally the wor- league's worst quarterback player, at least yeah. one of the three worst quarterbacks playing for them. They don't score touchdowns like you mentioned. And I mean, I think that like I think it's okay. I've you know haven't watched nearly as much as I'd like to of Lamar Miller, but just from the, the no, you've watched team. you've watched exactly. The <laughs> as much Hall as Miller. you need to right. as much as a normal person <laughs> would want to but I, you know to to confident i feel like i can confidently say that the Dolphins were probably more right about him than yes. we wanted to believe. I agree he's, with that. He's also banged up. He has a Which rib injury. Which is part injury. of the problem. He's got
3: an ankle injury. If you own Lamar Miller and you're in your fantasy playoffs, pick up Alfred Blue because yes. he's his hand up, handcuff. As soon as I saw Miller leave in the first quarter, go is to the locker thought, room with a rib injury, yeah, we I was like, "Man,
2: get some work." I thought, I thought, well, who's that other? Yeah, kid? but
3: but Blue's the primary guy. I, I don't know. I don't think Akeem Hicks had any work yeah, yesterday. Akeem Grimes Akeem. was getting work on, like, Hunt, third Hunt. downs
5: and stuff. Akeem Hunt. Akeem Akeem Hunt. Hunt. I, I think that if, if, if... My bad. Lamar Miller were to get hurt, and I think this is an important situation to talk about because they're one of those backfields where it's like they don't have a clear, like, a D'Angelo Williams or Derrick Henry yeah. where people are waiting. But, like, if they were to get hurt, I would I would... I would be surprised if it was not Alpha Blue. Like we've seen in games past, where the starter got, where Arian Foster would get hurt, then they would split the backfield up between three ways. But then they would go, and then once they actually went into the game with Blue as the starter, then it was like he'd get 20 carries. Right. So I feel like that's the way it would go. All
3: right. And going forward, they play the Colts this. The Texans play the Colts this week. The last time they played the
2: Colts, uh, Miller had his best game of the year with 29 fantasy points. I feel like we say that a lot about opposing running backs, but we'll, we'll see. <laughs> Todd Gurley had 47 yards. He was. Uh, uh, he's been a season long. Just, there's just no way around it. He's been the biggest Boston. in, in Sucks. fantasy this year. Uh Jonathan Stewart, fifty three yards and a fumble lost. Not good. Uh James Starks. Ugh. Four did, carries.
4: Did you see this that I tweeted this? One morning, yard. James, uh you remember on this podcast a while ago, Harmon was talking about the next gen stats metric, the distance traveled per yard yeah. rush gained. Right. This, hurt, this How, hurts my head. This to was a think couple weeks was a couple weeks ago, right? He was at like I would 20, hold on to the table. Oh, it's the Washington game, right? He was at like twenty four yeah. yards or something and we were like, Holy cow, that's bad. Yesterday? Yeah. yards traveled per rush (laughs) game. (laughs) (laughs) To to gain a yard. He he gained a yard in the game. And he ran 57.2 yards. And that doesn't include special teams. That's amazing. So he ran an average of about 14.3 yards on his four attempts and only gained one one positive yard. Wow.
5: Okay. (laughs) That's James Starks. We've we've joked
4: joked a lot about it, but that's, like, horrific.
5: I'm going to... I have a next gen stats meeting to to get to it at three, so let's wrap it up. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, it's actually it's actually four. Your helicopter <laughs> my outside. Helicopter, yeah. <laughs> my helicopter needs to take me to the first floor. Right. Um. But but yeah, I'm going to make an official petition to rename that metrics the Stark Score. Nice. <laughs> That's terrific. I love it. Um. Yeah, man. I don't. You know, I look at
2: this performance by James Starks, and and we've been talking about this for a good part of a month now. But just put Ty Montgomery back there.
5: Yeah. He led the team in rush yards. Just put him back there. I think it's been
4: the illness and stuff. They wanted to be safe with him.
5: Yeah, I mean, that's been the thing with John Brown in Arizona, too.
4: John Brown in Arizona. Kevin Coleman comes since he's come back, too. I
5: heard, like, Ryan – what's his name? Ryan Clark has been talking about it. Well, they got C Mike. All right. I, by the way, I think Aaron Rodgers like I can't remember who tweeted this, but one of those one of the million Packers people on the yes. internet like tweeted that when uh, it might have been Aaron Nagler said that like when he was asked about the backfield situation or Chris and Michael versus James Starks, uh, Rodgers went out of his way to praise uh, Ripkowski. Like, yeah. Un- unprovoked. <laughs> nice. So, wow. And he played, like, Perfect. what, over 40% of the plays yeah. yesterday, too. Yeah, hey, so. they gave him a few carries. Yeah, two touchdowns
1: did. in two two weeks.
2: I'll say this. They, they relied on him uh, in short yardage situations. Not that he was totally effective. But, so get know. used to it. You can't yeah, score a
1: rushing touchdown in Green Bay this year unless your name's Aaron. Oh, I like it. Mm, that's true. Oh man, uh, Mike Evans six targets, three
2: receptions, thirty-eight yards, and a two-point conversion. What?
3: Me Evans? What, what? Oh happened? shut
5: up!
4: Casey, Casey Hayward shut him Casey down. Casey Hayward locked yeah. him yeah. down. Yeah, yeah. He he only allowed
5: him to catch two of his uh, two of his passes for sixteen yards on twenty plays covering him. Hayward's been a great. Free agent pickup for the Chargers. He actually leads the NFL, only allowing 1.9 yards of separation on his tar- on targets against him. That's the lowest among quarterbacks, and quarterbacks he leads the league.
4: He leads the league targets. in interceptions too. Yeah, he's Man. been a money Ho- pickup.
2: Hopefully, Evans
3: corrects this next week against the
2: Saints. There you go, Sammy Watkins, nine targets, three receptions, 38 yards. <laughs> uh, Michael Thomas just 42 yards after a big week prior in week 12. Devontae Adams just 17 yards. Uh, I'll ask uh, the whiz kid from Wisconsin.
4: Devontae Adams, do you still tr- – I mean – Oh, I still trust him. That, oh. His 17 yards came on a play that he actually took for, like, 50-some, and he broke tackles, and mm-hmm. he was a total beast. But his little pinky toe – well, uh, t- Pinky Toe stepped out, bummed. and he still got a bunch of targets, but yes, they were did. they were bad targets. And it's it's almost turned where there was a period in time where any time Aaron Rodgers was under duress, used to joke that his play his men, mental clock was just where the hell is Jordy, and he threw it. It almost looks like that might be Adams now. Interesting. So <laughs> he threw a bunch of bad targets to Adams. Adams couldn't bring many of them in. It was snowy. I'm not worried about okay. it. Okay. This is an offense that can support any of these pass catchers, as Harmon noted. Just wasn't Adams' week. A Rob, 31 yards receiving, and that's it. Oh. It's just, just, I mean horrible earmuffs. fantasy football. Earmuffs, Against
3: earmuffs,
1: earmuffs it was against the Broncos. Uh this is this is just normal, right? This isn't even like a disappointing this just, anymore. I mean, this is just Sunday it, now for it, him.
4: It. Like why why do you say earmuffs you took Dude, off? your, took your <laughs> like you can, can still, still hear here. me.
1: I'm still sitting next to you yeah, talking but can't out loud. I not hear you
4: though. I was
3: <laughs> <is> it? <laughs> it was against the Broncos, uh, so Let's yeah. remember that. But okay. I think they play the Vikings next week. A Rob just has a horrible fantasy playoff schedule. He's mad, frustrated. Should have traded him away.
2: Yeah, you can't. You cannot play A Rob against Minnesota. You no,
1: you can't. I don't know can't that you do can. It, can you? No. I don't know that there's a matchup left on the schedule where you can play him. Unless
3: you're in like a extremely deep league and you have no other options. But I could imagine there's someone on waivers who has more upside than
2: 38 yards. Martellus Bennett, two receptions, four yards for him. Everyone thought he might be in a big spot now that Gronk was out. Not to be the case. Second week in a row now that Martellus Bennett has uh, disappointed fantasy fans. Greg Olson, three receptions, 30 yards. That was, again, just
1: bizarro. kind of become the norm for him the last month or so. That's about who he is. Sucks. (laughs) <laughs> Ted Ginn though, Ted Ginn. except Ted Ginn, <laughs>
2: Eric Ebron six <laughs> targets, four receptions, thirty eight yards. I'll I'll ask the room about Eric Ebron because a lot of folks are depending on Eric Ebron. Yeah, they look at that Detroit uh, offense and they say, oh, they got Matt Stafford. He likes his tight ends. He's they're gonna move it up and down the field. Uh, they
1: play inside a track. I mean, Eric Ebron's an athlete. Uh, what do we make of Eric Ebron? What I make of Eric Ebron is that Eric Ebron, as disappointing as he can be, is no worse than any other tight end out there. Right? Like. Yeah. You know what? That's a great
5: point. Great <laughs> point. Pretty, <laughs> pretty <laughs> accurate. Okay. Yeah, yeah I think- mean the, the thing with Ebron is, and I don't think I don't think any of that analysis you just provided is wrong. But I just we talked about this Detroit offense just moves from target to target to target each and every week, and Marvin Jones was out this week, so naturally Golden Tate blew up. All right, there you go. Let's do daily depths. Get out.
4: Uh, wait, we want to talk oh. a little quick playoff strategy? Why don't, oh, don't we, about about why that? Don't we yep. save
5: that for Friday? for Friday? This has been a long show anyway. It
4: has yeah, been a long show. We had that invigorating discussion off the top. <laughs> yeah.
1: really, hey, look, we really kept our oars <laughs> in the water early
4: on. Yeah, so. you're right. We just kept rowing the boat. <laughs> just kept rowing that boat. All right, boat, we'll, uh, we'll talk a little playoff strategy on Friday. All all right. Right. You're, you're
5: a long ex- show. Ex- executive decision by Harmon. Yeah, buddy.
4: Wow. Yeah, Somebody's well. trying to get into his
5: helicopter. Yeah, hurry up. My helicopter's waiting. Act to read all about it. This is the day. Give me depth.
4: Up, daps
2: abound, daps. All right, daily dap time. We'll start with the WizKid from Wisconsin. Alex Skelhar what's up?
4: Uh, there's This video surfaced yesterday on Twitter of a guy punching a kangaroo in the <sighs> face. It's as ridiculous
1: as it sounds.
4: Like, the, so the To can, save his dog. The context was the kangaroo had his dog like it was holding its dog. And then I actually watched a subsequent video today that was more high def. And the kangaroo is actually trying to like attack the dog almost with its claws on the underneath. But so the guy runs up. And he gets in the kangaroo's face. The kangaroo drops the dog. And then the kangaroo and the guy both square up. Like, dukes like, rays. Like, legit square up. And yes. the, the kangaroo comes up. The guy punches him in the face. And the kangaroo's like, what in the hell? And then the guy and the dog just kind of run away. But there was more to the story that popped up. This guy was from like... more to this Well, there was... Gizmodo wrote a little oh, okay. extra dive about it because, like, some daily news in Australia and some other places had picked up the story. They've, they've identified the kangaroo puncher. <laughs> Apparently, like, he works at a zoo, but he's also... The, the, what's, well, I love the story, and I'm going to be fascinated to follow it right now, is because there's a chance it's 100% real, because it was also on some sort of DVD they shot of like pig hunting in Australia, and they were, the dogs were out trying to track down pigs when the kangaroo grabbed one, allegedly, or they were like, this could all be a very, very elaborate viral, mar- viral marketing stunt to promote the DVD, which happened to come out last week.
1: I just want to know, so, like, I need somebody to get comment from the kangaroo, because I'm wondering, <laughs> maybe the dog was being a jerk, and the kangaroo <laughs> was trying to defend his
4: own rights. It's true. See, that's why that's why I'm fascinated by the whole thing, because if it is a viral marketing stunt, kudos, because yeah, can man. you imagine being in that meeting like, all right, here's what we're going to do. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to set it up. I'm going to punch a kangaroo in the face, All right. it's going to help this story immensely. People are like... Are you, you sure know, about that? What's the matter. With you you you, you want to do that? Or if it's real life, it's just one of those crazy instances yeah. where you're like, this this place is amazing. This it's crazy great. crazy world we live in. Oh man! So that that kangaroo. It's a great video. punching story. Hundred
2: percent for sure. Entertaining
4: the hell out of, out of me. I watched it like eight or nine times when I first. Cause I was like, <laughs> it's, it's like, tremendous. The kangaroo's face too. It's like a. It's like he's not <laughs> mad. He's really more Whoa. like a. Did you actually? It's like, like, Dude, do that? bro,
1: what? What? <laughs> what?
4: And then he hops away like you're not worth my time. <laughs>
1: Australia, man. It's a different kind of place. Yes, God bless can- him.
4: Can-
5: kangaroo kind of backed
4: down. God bless
1: him.
5: Oh, man. So,
4: yeah, that's been occupying my, my mind space too, when I haven't been thinking about football the last two days. You put a
5: link
3: to it in your deep dive, too. Yeah, I, I did. I enjoyed did that you? on the back read. Well,
4: because I the deep <laughs> dive has been so many – a big chunk is every time it's just here's the handcuffs you should pick up. Yes. And it basically has been the same paragraph for the last three or four weeks, so I added, no, this really hasn't changed. No, I don't care. No. Uh, i sorry I can't muster up more Inspiring Watch this video of a kangaroo backups. getting punched in the face. Yeah, oh. is a kangaroo oh. video getting Perfect. punched in the face. To I, enjoy,
5: I enjoyed that upon an back acceptable read. apology. Which yeah. is a good thing you back read it because, what a What a what
3: mess. A mess. <laughs> <laughs> good thing I'm here. The franchise. <laughs> Franciscovich, what's up? Uh, what's going on? I clearly hold this this place together, so. <laughs> yes. It's a good thing I'm here. Yes. Because yes. you guys yes. are a mess. Oh, Get uh, in okay. line. All
2: right, okay. okay. All right. Wow.
3: Anyway. I'm just kidding. Oh, okay. I love you guys. All right, just give me the daily dap. Pat. All right, my daily dap. Uh, it's December. It's the end of the year. Okay. And if you are into music, a lot of websites are doing their year-end top album lists okay. at this point Perfect. of the year. Do you and have your own list? I'm going to do my own list. Oh, okay. And last week on Twitter, I put out a call and said, hey, do, I'm going to do this. If it's December 31st at 11.59 p.m., I'm still going to put it out there uh i'll find time to get to it but i put a call out on twitter that said if you have any suggestions okay send them to me and i got a ton of responses from my twitter followers some stuff i might have overlooked otherwise some stuff i already had on the list some stuff i've never heard of what's
6: the
2: early leader in the clubhouse
3: for best album yes probably jim james for me
5: oh that album's great
2: yeah
3: but you know there's like i want to do 10 albums and 10 singles this should not be confused with the rapper jim jones no. Okay. No. Jim right. James front man of my morning jacket.
5: Or the the cult leader, right?
3: I want to uh <laughs> correct
5: <laughs> That'd
1: be Jim I, I, want
3: I want to do ten is. albums and okay. ten songs, but it's like that's pretty a lot. overwhelming. That's a lot. I'm realizing that that's I haven't lot. listened to half the stuff I need to listen to. So thanks for everyone for the suggestions I'll try it's to get like, to. Ten songs everything. is
2: too much. I ten singles? Like, I, no no, i I just think if you're gonna try to do one or the other. Huh? trying to well, do both ten albums, ten albums and ten songs. What's wrong with that? That's that's a lot. That's no. a lot of work. No. No? Nah. Oh, okay. All right. Well shoot. I mean I guess you're on top of that top forty, so I mean I guess you're on oh.
1: top 40. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah. I'll see myself out. <laughs> top forty child.
2: <tries. laughs> MG my god Marcus Grant, what's up?
1: Uh my daily dap goes out to what is one of my favorite days on the entire calendar. Today, Jeez. December fifth, mm. is repeal day mm. here in America. And I feel every
4: year we do this podcast, you're doing a big PSA for this. Yeah. I
1: am. Well, it, it, it is part of my brand to kind of spread the word, to preach the gospel of I repeal day. Of drinking. <laughs> uh, of drinking, yes. Uh, I mean, it is It is a uniquely American holiday in a place where we have kind of appropriated St. Patrick's Day and Cinco de Mayo. We have our own drinking holiday that gets overlooked. December 5th is the anniversary of the uh, ratification of the 21st Amendment, which yes. repealed the 18th Amendment. In short... Prohibition is over. We can legally buy and consume alcohol in this country because for of now. that. Uh, for now, um, but uh, but but today, uh, you know, December fifth, two thousand sixteen, is the eighty third anniversary of the repeal of prohibition. So <laughs> it is the kind of thing where look. I, I, I mean, we kind of laugh about it. We joke about it now, but I mean, yes. let's think about this. I mean, there was a time in this country yes. where you could not legally purchase or consume alcohol. It's true, uh, and it led to it led to a huge rise in organized crime. It led to bootleggers. It led to the mob in a lot of ways. Yeah, um, you know, it gave us really bad bootlegger movies by Shia LaBeouf. Um, so, I mean, it is kind of a it is sort of goofy in one way, but it's something. It is it is a right that we now have that a lot of people didn't for a long time, and so you know, this is a day where. Go out and enjoy an adult beverage because you have that right. Whether it's with friends, whether it is just at home, whether you go get a six pack after work, or you have a bottle of wine or something like that, uh, you know. As go, long
4: as you are twenty-one, as long as you
1: are age twenty-one or older, uh, please do it responsibly. But it is. It is a day to go out and celebrate and just you know kind of enjoy one of the rights that you have yeah. as an American. I think your
4: think. point is that it's it's so funny because as you hit it on the head that this American culture just loves stealing other people's holidays right. th- to sure. get wasted for right and we have our and own here that we, we don't have the best <laughs> possible day to actually like drink and celebrate and nobody knows about it and nobody it. celebrates it's, it
1: nobody and knows and about
2: you know it what, and you know it's a good point too because this is a it's a great home holiday because you could uh, you could go home. Uh, celebrate National Repeal. You could fire up terrible Shia LaBeouf movies. You could find. You know what? You know what's not a terrible movie though. Hmm. The Untouchables. It is not say. a terrible movie at all. Uh, I would love to watch Untouchables and just get plastered.
4: But yeah, the terrible Shia That's LaBeouf. The sh- LaBeouf. That's the
2: Chicago
1: way.
4: That's the Chicago. The ter- terrible Sh- Shia LaBeouf movie is Lawless. Oh, Lawless. Was, there, you was, uh, there you go. There you no, it, was I, it was. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. It was just average. That's yes. why I
1: said oh, okay. mediocre Shia what? LaBeouf what? movies. It was just. Well, you it's did say it's more
2: fun to talk about uh, Shia LaBeouf being terrible. Let's be
1: real.
2: <laughs> Let's <laughs> be okay. real.
5: Whatever.
2: Right. So there you go. All right. So I will give you a daily dap as well. I'll give you a couple. Uh, I've been watching this thing on. Uh, what is it? Funny or Die. It's uh, the earliest show. Not the early show, but the earliest show. And it's basically a parody about uh, a morning. Uh, a morning show. It features <laughs> this guy Ben Schwartz. Uh, I think you guys know him from Parks and Rec.
4: Oh yeah, he Schwartz. plays John Ralphio. Ben Schwartz is hilarious. Oh, so I
2: don't watch Parks and Rec, so I, oh, I wasn't James. Uh, you
4: should start. But
2: uh, but Ben Schwartz is is really funny. It also features uh, a gal by the name of Lauren Lupkus, Lauren Lapkus, Lapkus, yes. Lapkus. Yes, there you go. Oh yeah, I don't know, I know who her. she is either. I recognize but she's her. She's funny. Uh, but anyways, if you guys haven't seen it, it's on uh, it's on Funny or Die. Um, and this, you know, we've been seeing a lot of these branded type of uh show so it's it's actually presented by captain crunch <laughs> oh, okay like a webisode though yeah so they're yeah. webisodes yeah. um and webisodes. i it's so weird I, I don't i don't really get it well because you know you showed us that music video and it was uh morton salt yes right okay correct God. correct
3: At and so end. a lot yes. of brands
2: are starting to do this now where they're you know they're basically funding these these online videos yeah, these online yeah. videos these passion projects or whatever and they're you know attaching their brand to this really cool product. Uh, Anyways, Captain Crunch did uh, attach their brand to the earlier show. If you haven't seen it, it's really funny. I just get a super... Big kick out of it because I worked in local news for a long time, and this like hits it right on the head. This is it's, nice. it's tremendous. It is absolutely tremendous. Um, I will also give a daily dap out to my kid who uh, celebrated her third birthday uh, very recently. Happy birthday, baby co. Yeah, baby co.
4: And we we teased this earlier, so we, can, <laughs> we need to come back to it. But uh, it's, 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 so Matt
2: Harmon was giggling at the top of the show because we have a, a podcast rundown. I
4: prefer chuckling. It's a Google Doc, The Rundown. It's a Google so Doc. So it's editable by all of us. Yes.
2: And basically, in my daily daps, to remind myself of what to daily dap, because I always forget, I wrote in earlier show and my kid. Then, what happened? First,
4: Just you had just my kid in there. Yes. And then I went in and wrote in washed, because I saw that you'd posted on Facebook, I think, that it was her birthday. It was. So as a joke, I was referred to her as Baby Co. She's three years old now. She's pretty washed as a baby, James. <laughs>
2: And then so that I replied to Gil. I don't know I th- I actually thought
5: that was Hardman's comment.
4: Well, that was no, he is, he
5: listen, I have decency. No, you don't. <laughs> I, no, no, no. no. <laughs> that is that's that's. No, BS. you don't. Oh no, yes. Do Somebody bring out the bleep button.
2: First, First of all, <laughs> I thought it was you. Anyway, so I replied to that comment of she's washed yeah. to she's three ud. Yeah. Uh, and then somebody replied
5: to that one saying she's still washed. IMO, <laughs> which, by the way, none of those comments were me because <laughs> I was just going to say, and now I'm thinking, rethinking about saying because okay. I'm so right. offended. Uh, You're not. I I saw a video the video you post on uh, on Facebook uh, with with you and her the, as the flower girl. Oh my god! And my cold dark heart melted. That
4: was. <laughs> Oh, I, I think, didn't watch this one. I have oh, talked about this think, this one
5: I think your your baby is tremendously adorable, oh, and I would and I do not at all think she is washed. I love
4: Baby <laughs> I, Co, but we're gonna have to rebrand her as like Toddler Co now. Toddler Co, L- pretty L- soon? L- Lil
5: Co, Lil Co, Lil Co. Oh, oh there I mean, we go. if
4: anybody's washed, it's Dad Co. It's yeah, true. No, I'm li- washed. Li- Lil Co. I like it. All all right. L- I'm gonna washed. start referring to her as Lil Co now.
2: Um, there was another comment that was just added right now. Oh, great. Still washed, IMO, but not as washed as Harmon though. Oh, I, I
5: can't. The living I do Google Doc. Who, who
2: was that? The living
3: <laughs> <laughs> Marcus, I see you on your keyboard I, you guys there. are You guys are
5: idiots. Uh, uh, my we'll computer's
3: go. a touchscreen. I can't type on it. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't there's
2: me. A, there's a keyboard right no. there. Oh, okay. Uh, we go to the <laughs> aforementioned Washed Harman for
5: our final Daily Dap 4. <laughs> oh, all right. There. Definitely undaps the rest of you <laughs> jerks. <laughs> okay. um, so I actually have been speaking of keeping a record. I did start a note file this week to keep track of things that I like. That oh, nice. nice. So I'm like, I daily dap on that. Nice. Oh, nice, nice dude. Nice. So this one is, is pretty obvious. So I mentioned Gail Hart and I did go on a little uh, bro date on yeah, Saturday. Did. Mm-hmm. And, of course, it ended at, at the Gulp. Uh, duh. So we, we, we sit down there. And uh, you know, we've been regulars at the Gulp for pretty much since like last playoffs. so almost almost a year now. Playoffs.
4: Yeah, just about. Uh,
5: pretty pretty we, crazy. We little. went
4: only like once or twice when we first moved the we yeah. season, but then uh the playoff time was when we started becoming regulars. When we were like,
5: yo, there's a bar there, we should probably be regulars and right. we we're like, let's be regulars at that bar. Yeah, we started bar. hanging and
4: then out with Caitlyn more and then she left us and pretty immediate we be, yeah. you yeah. cried Caitlyn Caitlin okay. the the bartender? Yeah. Yeah, the
5: first the first one.
4: Okay. But anyways. But
5: anyway, so we sit down there on Saturday, whole new menu they've we were on out of tip. out of nowhere Whoa. whole new menu well, and what was the soup before it was it like
1: just like burgers burgers fast food Wait, Wait, bar food Nachos, do they, do, they tacos. Have, do they still have the poutine Quesadillas. Oh, I, I don't think they do. I'm never going back. Wow. That's it. What? Wait, no, no, no. Let hold me, let me let me, let me, hold
5: let me, let me speak. All right. They do still have the burger special, which is really all. But you know, that they're not gonna the get back. rid of that. It's the best burger deal in L. A. By the way. I think it's fourteen or fifteen dollars for a I think burger. I it's sixteen fri- now. Actually, <laughs> whatever. I saw when we walked in. Burger, burger fries, fries and, and, a and a draft beer. Yep. That, you can't yep. beat that in this in this horrible city. Just kidding. I love L. A. Anyways, um, but it's like it's like Asian fusion.
4: It's called Fusion Ale House now. But what? It's good though.
5: They've got these Wait, deviled aale house the
4: gulp, still yeah. called gulp, and it just says fusion ale house. I'm like a telling fail you, house?
5: you're, you're out of fail here. House. Listen, I was skeptical at first, but we got. What did you got? The, the I got the s- flatbread thing, chicken, flat,
4: chicken past, pesto Steve flatbread. The high fived. <laughs> the sriracha sriracha deviled eggs. <laughs> the sriracha deviled eggs
5: were incredible. Okay, and I Ooh, got the uh, ribeye wrapped rib-eyed. asparagus. Ribeye wrapped? A- so they and now of- they still have like burgers and sandwiches and fries and all this yep. stuff, but like their their appetizers have S- definitely taken. So out. they get like a new sh- chef or something? Or? Apparently
4: this is just what the owner wanted. Mm. Yeah, And but, they, they're uh, doing it at the other location. We're getting super niche here. Everybody's probably tuned out. Like we said,
5: <laughs> skeptical
4: at first, but, they, but, they but they nailed it. it completely delivered it. Was right. stuff was fantastic. It's a reminder to be open to change. Open to change. Everybody. open to change.
3: They still have beers, right? Well, yeah, they, they <laughs> still have beers. <laughs> and and
5: <laughs> I th- honestly, I think they're like – Cocktail menu? their cocktail menu has has really expanded has been as, well, as well too as well. nice so I mean it's a total change out of nowhere mm-hmm. I mean we were just there for God's sakes so I'm like it's what a shock interesting I don't know, a we couple
4: were, days before that yeah
5: we were we were there not, surprise not long before that oh, okay. and then uh, yeah total change Boom. but but it was it was good stuff
2: all right there you go so that's the show for the whiskey from Wisconsin Alex Gelhar yeah. for the magical beard Matt Franciskovich, MG my guy Marcus Grant and Matt Harmon. I'm James Co we'll see you Friday see you later.